All right. Welcome back to another. <laughs> I saw that. Streamyard was okay. like, um. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So welcome back to another episode of How I Met Your Mortgage. Barring any further technical <laughs> difficulties, we'll proceed apace. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Just the Tips Coaching. And with me, pretty much as always, is our marketing director and one of our other coaches, Jen Weybor. Good day, Jen. Uh <laughs> Now you sound like you're Australian. Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Okay, enough of that. Welcome back to the show. A really cool guest. You guys are in for a treat. Stacy Baum. Hello, Stacy. Uh oh. Stacy can't hear me, or we can't hear her. Oh no, this seems to be mm -hmm. happening on a pretty regular basis. That yeah. is really no bueno. Uh, you want to try and boot her and bring her back in and see if. Yeah, she can't hear us, and we can't hear you either. Um, all right, well, let's try solving some technical difficulties, yeah. and I'll give everybody a little bit of background on Stacy while we're doing it. Um, Stacy is relatively local to us, I would say. Uh, she grew up here in Denver, uh, attended Pepperdine University. So jealous, Malibu. Mm -hmm. um, Right. Uh, she lives in Castle Rock, Colorado, which is really, uh, really uh, in our backyard, as it were. In fact, that's probably right in between where I'm sitting and where Jen is sitting. And yep. uh, we're not all that far from each other. Right. <laughs> which is really, really cool. Um, and what other cool things would I have to say about Stacey? She's an animal lover like uh, you and I, dogs and cats and uh, it sounds like she is leading the pack when it comes to the three of us, when it comes to already having Christmas decorations up. Cool. All right. Stacy is with us. You can hear us. Stacey, I, I already, I did all the intro shit while you were trying to get out <laughs> and get back in. So everybody knows everything about you now and we'll just sign off. <laughs> Thank you for holding out for me. <laughs> no problem. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. It's good to be back. I can't believe it's been a year already. I, I don't know where the years go. It's it's amazing. I think since the pandemic, it seems like the days kind of crawl by and yet the years kind of went by. And I think we literally broke the time-space continuum. I have yeah. no idea how, but yeah. it's, it's <laughs> That would be true if you categorize like Denver or nationwide maybe even but denver real estate in the last six months it's been crazy ah let's talk about that since i already gave our audience all the insight about you what have you been up to um, oh you I laugh it wasn't bad we talked a little <laughs> bit about where you're from that you attended pepperdine that i was really jealous about malibu because <laughs> i love malibu um and that you're an animal lover and that you're leading the pack when it comes to the three of us of getting your damn holiday decorations up <laughs> all good stuff all, good, all stuff. good stuff but yeah what have you been up to you know it's been crazy i mean it's so interesting to me to uh you know obviously it's very different than the last time we talked but um you know i started out the year really all listings. Like I just didn't have buyers or maybe, or maybe I was just more focused on listings, I guess. And then, um, you know, it was like this screeching halt come June, maybe June one, second, third week in June. I don't know, something like that. And, um, it was just crazy to watch, you know, how I had, I literally had clients in May who were, you know, people battling for their home. And then, 
by the second week in June, I mean, we were on the market like a month or, you know, and then we're lowering the price and it was just such a dichotomy. So, um, it's been very interesting and, um, you know, even to watch, you know, not only the neighborhoods that I typically am in, but also my own home, you know, I saw my own home go up in value to be honest with you at a ridiculous rate. Um, cause I have a new build and it just didn't make any sense, you know, but whatever, I'll take it. Um, and then, you know, now the homes in my own neighborhood that are selling, they're selling for 75 less than they would have in April, you know, wow. that's quite a turnaround, you know? I, I think the one I've noticed most significantly, uh, just being hyper-local is that I have a neighbor who's had a property on the market for probably two months. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're asking way too much. And I know the real estate agent who, um, well, he may just be slow to adjust to the market and it could be the sellers as well. Um, I think there's still a lot of uh, real estate agents and sellers that are slow to adjust to the fact that we're kind of back in a normal market, normal for a housing shortage. We still obviously have that, but and we're probably still going to see greater year-over-year -year appreciation than would be healthy. But again, housing shortage. Um, and it's just not going to be 20 or 25% a year, thank God. That was getting ridiculously out of hand. Um, yeah. You know, to be perfectly honest, and of course we're at what, probably a solid month of interest rates coming back down, Jen? You track that data morning yeah. and night. Um we're probably about where we should be if we were actually in a healthy economy. Mm -hmm. We're not. I don't. I don't want that paper tiger to fool anyone. And I'm certainly not the uh, economist that my namesake would lead you to believe. Um, but yeah, I think you know, interest rates around five, real estate appreciation eight to ten percent a year instead of twenty or twenty five would probably define a healthy market with a housing shortage, a healthy economy with a housing shortage. Um, it's just kind of in the middle. It looks like the pendulum is swinging back the other way fairly dramatically, but this is how the economy goes. It just goes back and forth. It's very cyclical. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I, I can relate to what you're saying about, you know, having sellers that um, don't, you know, whether it's the agent or the sellers, I mean, to be honest with you, when my sellers over the past six months, um, they were kind of unrealistic from the beginning of meeting with them of, you know, what their house was really going to sell for. I don't think anyone wanted to believe just the difference between say, a you know, April, May slash now you head to July and August, like, no way, my house is worth more than that. And, you know, we can have it sit on the market. I mean, that's fine. You know, if that's what you're looking for, but if we want to get it sold, we got to be more realistic. So those are some tough conversations I think that you have to have. Oh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah. But it is the difference literally between do you want to sell it or do you want to see what you can get for it? Basically, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get that. Um, it's it's definitely been interesting. Um, so in the interest of what our audience is looking for, and just a reminder to all of you, Stacy is well vetted. She's been on the show before. We track her production. We've interviewed her in the past, so we know she's not a douchebag. You know, these kinds of things. We wanted her back on the show. Uh, so for those of you that are listening, please know that Stacy brings some value to our podcast, to our audience when it comes to 
what kinds of things you in real estate, you people in mortgages should be doing to make those kind of shifts, make those kinds of adjustments and continue to be successful. So what do you think that means, Stacey? What are you doing differently other than obviously you're shifting from sellers to buyers or buyers to sellers? And again, depending on who you are, what your real estate market looks like, that's something you've got to always stay fluid with. But what are you doing differently than you were the last time we had you on the show? Well, you have time to breathe, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's very different because now I have some buyers coming out of the woodwork, um, which, you know, they had, you know, they were just like not going to be a part of the bidding wars and everything. So now they're coming out of the woodwork, which is great. I think we started off in October a little apprehensive about, oh, you know, but the rates. But, you know, it's just talking to them about, well, what does that really mean? I mean, if you're renting you know, your interest rates a hundred percent essentially. So, I mean, you know, you can always refinance. Um, oh, sure. You're more comfortable. So it's having, you know, I've just basically had to have more, um, you know, conversations, maybe uh, more longer sessions, I guess is the word um, or the phrase um, with what that really looks like, you know, and then, you know, I think um, there's not as much inventory on the market. But at the same time, we're not, you know, bidding and, you know, and all of that. So I've actually been able to get some people under contract very easily. And it's interesting because most people always say that, you know, oh, you don't want to sell your house during, you know, at the end of the year, you don't want to buy at the end of, you know, all that. I actually have some of my best periods at the end of the year always. So, um, and I feel I'm really happy because rates have come down a little bit, whether that is you know, really going to affect them monumentally or not, that's still up in the air. But I think for their, for their own sake of just what they think in their head, they're like, oh, well, this is much better now. So now I can, I can get head out to buy. And, you know, in reality, it's on paper, it wasn't at really adding up to that much versus a month ago when we, you know, got you already, you know, pre-approved or whatever. Um, but I just think it's the way they feel about the interest rate they're getting. So, you know, more power to them. And, and, you know, and I've actually been able to get a couple of people under contract um, since uh, the start of November. So it's been good. That is good. And yeah, we've certainly seen more of that. Saw a few go under contract over the weekend. Saw a few go under contract in the past week or so where the seller concession is being used as a buy down. Mm -hmm. And yep. we have people getting interest rates in the threes. And it's really, yeah, yeah absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, it's not as ugly as the general conversation, particularly the media. I have CNBC running in the background <laughs> uh, that we're led to believe. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's interesting because, you know, if you were buying, you know, back in, let's just say January, February, March, I mean, you're paying, you know, somewhere, sometimes you're paying 50,000 plus over list price right you know and you're happy you're running to the bank to get that cash out you know to sign up for that deal but then you know the interest rates go up a little bit and eventually you'll be able to refinance so you know so for let's say you take a hit for the next you know whatever it may be year two whatever it's going to be who knows when you're comfortable refinancing um they're not willing to pay that extra money you know so i always find that interesting um but um yeah, I mean, I anyway, I've been ha I've been very happy for my buyers right now. So, um, and they're thrilled because I feel like they were sitting on the fence and they're just paying their rent, and you know now they're, you know now they're going to have a mortgage and they're going to be they're going to own their own thing. So, 
Yeah, and I think with the way the pendulum's going to swing back, a lot of people are going to refinance without having to pay anything. And they may very well do it more than once. I, I refinanced my primary residence twice during the pandemic. Mm. Went from like 4875 to 3875 to 2875. Yeah. And totally worth it both times. The rule of thumb, uh, this is a historic formula, is to take 125000 divide it by what you owe, and that's how much your rate should go down in order for a refinance to make sense. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. the first um, uh-huh. Yeah, well, we used to talk a lot 10 years ago, 20 years ago about, oh, it's got to go down a full point. Well, and yeah, when we were going from 10 to 9, 8 to 7, absolutely. But if we're going from 4 to 3.5, that's the same change. So yeah, the, the general formula, again, this is for rate and term stuff. If you need to take cash out, pay off debts, you want to do home improvements, you want to buy another property, whatever, it obviously goes out the window. Um, and then we've got to get a little more formulaic, a little more analytic about what we're doing when we're refinancing somebody. But yeah, general rule of thumb, rate and term refinance, take 125000 divided by what you owe. So let's say it's a quarter million. Okay. You need the rate to go down a half a point in order for it to make sense. Huh, okay. Okay. So pretty straightforward kind of stuff there for those of you that are in the consumer audience listening, although that's going to be a pretty small segment of what we do. Um, so what has changed for you since we had you on the show when it comes to your clients, your lead gen, your technology? You make some cool changes in any of these spaces? Um, let's see. I, I think when we spoke last time, I was doing some Facebook Legion. I think that's what, um, I think that's what I had talked about last time. You know, there's a, there was some new technology that came out. Um, it's called, uh, well, it's called Sam cart. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. No, um, tell us. Yeah. So it just, it's a, it's a much easier way to, um, handle like Facebook lead generation. Um, it's better. Uh, there's better um, technology as far as who's actually who you're actually going to hit. So um, I've been using that. I think I started that in. Oh, I think that was April. Anyway, it took me a little bit to figure it out. It's not a big deal. It's really not hard. But um, I just had to sit down and take the time to figure it out. Um, so, like I always do, I purchase stuff, and then like two months later, I'm actually getting into using it. But <laughs> So, um, so anyway, so I've been doing lead gen that way, but to be honest, like I, I kind of, um, like I said, I was doing a lot of listings pretty much for most of this year. I've done listings, um, up until recently. And I think I find that the Facebook, um, lead gen was really helping me more with buyers, but so that started, you know, I wasn't getting as much, um, in that, in that way of, uh, things. So I've kind of, toned down on that a little bit because I was, I was getting listings. Um, and most of my stuff was coming through referrals. Um, as far as, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest change I've made in my business, I guess, um, that I can think of since I last spoke with you guys. Okay. And what's your critique of it? Worth the money? I like it. You know why? Because, well, here's the why, because, um, the whole thing altogether, they have sales every once in a while. So you kind of have to wait for a sale, but it was under a thousand dollars to have it. And, you know, of course, when you're doing Facebook Legion and you're paying for that, that's a separate thing, but the actual platform itself was under a thousand dollars versus, you know, 
a lot of people out there are using things like, um, well, there's a host of companies that call you up, sell you, and then, you know, they promise you things. Oh, you're going to get six, you know, you'll have six leads every week. You'll have whatever it may be. You'll have three closings a month. Every single one of those that I've tried, and I think that's been about three or four, um, absolutely crap. They, all they do is take my money. And then when I call to complain, it takes, it's forever to try to get out of it. It's just a joke, but either way, it's more expensive than when I paid for this entire platform, um, to use. So, um, I, I think it's really worth it. So check it out. It's called Sam cart. That's so funny. We, uh, literally ju Jen mm -hmm. just wrote some copy <laughs> like in the last few days about how this time of year, it's easy to become susceptible to these mm -hmm. shiny objects mm -hmm. and to not fall into those traps. Um, and we'll uh, put some of that content out this week. But yeah, boy, you did the nail on the head with that as yep. far as what we're working on these days for our coaching clients. Yes, please do not fall into the trap of the shiny objects that you're never going to be able to get rid of anyway. So yeah. yeah, very cool stuff. And Jen, you've obviously been doing a metric shit ton of research on uh well i wouldn't say facebook as much as i would meta and yeah. that platform and how we're able to communicate with it and do advertising through it run campaigns through it so on and so forth how do you see these integrating what advice would you give when we're uh running campaigns through meta yeah i mean i think it's pretty much the same advice we've been giving for a lot a long time is to use as many of Meta's toys as you can staying on the platform. Um, I don't know anything about SamCart, so I'm going to definitely check it out. So something to manage what you're doing within Meta, I think is a good idea. Um, we're definitely seeing a big shift right now. Um, I think I manage 16 different Facebook business profiles now, and they're all getting much more traction in the last 90 days than they had been in years, and I'm not being not dramatizing that at all. I mean, in our coaching program, we've always said, you know, you should have a business page mostly to store videos and have um, recommendations, reviews there. But other than that, it's not doing a lot for you. But I, there's a shift there. There's something happening. Uh, ever since Facebook started moving the pages to their own profiles, there's been a shift. I mean, I have, there's pages that got zero traction that are now getting 10 likes on a post but zero versus 10 that's a huge increase yep. so i think there's definitely something happening there that we need to revisit our facebook business pages again um but business suite is truly amazing you can now schedule reels right through the business suite too which is a game changer you can add your own music do all your own editing and then schedule it through the business manager um but I think whatever you're going to use consistently and be careful of the shiny objects that are being sold to you. Um, I mean, the amount of crap that I get, LinkedIn is the worst for me with this, the amount of software, the I probably get six messages a day, at least that's like, we see you do social media. Like here's our software that'll help you manage it better. Or the latest one was like, you get the clients and we'll do the social media for you. And I was like, absolutely not no way <laughs> absolutely not so i think the biggest thing is i mean like stacy's saying and a big part of that is the customer service if you're going to spend the money on one of these softwares take the time to look at their reviews if they have their reviews turned off on their business page that's a huge red flag uh, uh -huh. the ones that are my favorite are the ones that have their reviews turned off and the comments are turned off on their recent posts too you know that's a shit show like 
<laughs> do not go anywhere near it. So do do your due diligence. Just because it's on sale doesn't mean it's worth it. I think yeah. that's my biggest my biggest thing. Yeah, that sounds like shopping 101. Yeah. Uh, how much crap yeah. do we buy just because it's on sale? Especially, I mean, it's Cyber Monday today, so that's that's a great mm. <laughs> tip of the day. That's that's a good subject. What do you? Uh, what's your number one Cyber Monday purchase? What are you gonna buy? Oh my gosh, I haven't even thought about. You know, I have a 16 year old daughter, and I haven't even. She first of all, she can't even tell me what she wants. She's just like, I don't know, mom. I don't know. You know, so that's not helpful. But, um. I should, I, I need to sit down with her and just get all her stuff done tonight just so that, um, you know, cause she pretty much knows everything she's always going to get. Cause she's doesn't tell me until the last minute. And then, you know, that's what I got to go with. So, um, <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'll try, maybe I'll try doing her stuff. I haven't even honestly even thought about it. Is that bad? No. Uh, yeah. But my 15 year old nephew's in the other room and I'm in this, I took him to the local little bookstore in Colorado Springs this weekend. And I was like, pick out some books. Merry Christmas. Cause I don't know what else to do for you. I know. I mean, that's what you have to do nowadays when they get older, especially, you know, I mean, I don't know. Kids are really spoiled nowadays a lot in a lot of ways. So um, <laughs> harder just, you know, surprise. Yeah. Don't go yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> Um, yeah. So are you guys buying like, so Adam, are you buying anything on cyber Monday? I probably will pick up a couple of things. I know one of my, uh, children needs a new iPhone. Oh, we lost Stacy. Um, oh, okay. And what was the other one? Oh, and I'm really trying to find, I don't know, for those of you that are local or paid attention, the avalanche debuted their new retro reverse jersey oh man were they it was like being at a um a colorado rockies game that's probably before your time jen and certainly before you lived in colorado but our original pro hockey team minor league was the colorado rockies they are now the excuse me they were an nhl team they are now the new jersey devils Okay. They moved and became the New Jersey Devils. Um, but yeah, the uniforms that the Avs wore on Saturday night is a lot like uh, the r- old Rockies uniform. Um, okay. Yeah, which was really cool to watch. Um, and my son is dying for a very specific one, a very specific player, which they're not making. Of course. So yeah, Matt got the Kale McCarr one, and now and I asked, I was like, I really want that one too. Asked him if he minded if we matched, and now I can't find. Of course, one in my Um, And we talked about Kale. There are going to be a lot of retro jerseys with Kale as a player. Fair. Yep. Alex wants Eric Johnson because this might be the end of EJ's career. Any year could be the end of EJ's career. He's the longest tenured athlete in Denver. He's wow. played here longer than anybody, I think, 12 or 13 years now. And, yeah, so that's the kind of thing that we were discussing. But, yeah, unfortunately, I'm really struggling to find it. So I'm probably going to have to have it made, which is going to pinch the wallet a little further. Are we not going to get Stacy back? Um, She's in her car, so who knows what happened? Yeah. Gotta love right. tech. Okay, very yeah. cool. Um, well, I do think that Stacy brought up some interesting things that you and I could certainly talk about and give our audience some insight on when it comes to spending money to promote on social media. And I don't think there's any secret that still probably the most popular, although in my mind, not necessarily the most effective is Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, I certainly think your $8 check mark was uh, money well spent on Twitter. 
<laughs> but I really think that knowing what I know about my audience, your audience, Stacy's audience, because we're all really kind of hovering in a similar age range here, 30s and 40s, that your meta dollars might be better spent on Insta. Yeah, I mean, and Facebook's made things complicated, too. So, a great, I mean, a great example is the reverse ads that we were doing on the oh, core sure, sure. side of things. And everything was going great. And then all of a sudden, Facebook changed how you could specify your audience. And we, I had to check them off as being a special audience and being for housing. And then because of that, I couldn't localize to any specific geographic area. I had to just have it go out to the whole country. So we were getting all kinds of crap from, you know, people living God knows where because Facebook would no longer let us centralize. So <sighs> Facebook ads, especially if you have to go into that special marketing. Oh, we lost her again. Um, she was here was for she a back? second. Okay. She was back for a second. Um, Facebook ads, especially if you have to do any of those special categories, which I know one is housing, one is financial, um, can get really tricky because you can't localize. So maybe if you're like, you know, Glenn and Ashley, where you have LOs all over the country-ish. Sure. Then maybe it would make more sense. But I'm very anti-Facebook ad still. Uh, we use it. The, I mean, the only thing, we throw 20 bucks at Facebook every week for our weekly little tips so that we can share it in groups. Well, we um, boost. We're not yeah. running yeah. ads. Which is like basically the same thing, but not. Um, but the only thing that I run an ad for really is social media day. Other than that, I mean, we don't really touch it because you're going to, no matter what you're doing, you're going to get better clients, better attendees for your events, whatever, if it's referral based, if you have real relationships. to do that on a Friday this year. So we got to figure that out because I, yeah, but that's a Friday before 4th of July. So I, that's when my big debate is I don't think it is a good idea. I think people will be gone hmm. for 4th of July. All right. Uh, we'll yeah. cover that subject as we get closer. Yeah. Um, so what am I doing when I'm, running ads, promoting, boosting with Meta? What what should I be thinking about ideally? Graphics? Graphics, for sure. You got to stop the scroll. Um, Low volume of words on those graphics, right? Yeah, because you'll get yelled at for We got yelled at for that on something back years ago. I can't remember. But right. it literally, the algorithm looks, their bots look at what percentage of your graphics have words on them. And if it's too high, I don't know what that percentage is. But if it's too high, it'll automatically decline your ad and you have to start over um we of course suggest video if you can put your ad to a video people are more likely to stop scrolling and that's getting trickier with reels and tiktok and all of that you've really got to figure out how to get people's attention very quickly to get them to stop the scroll ah we know ben lavender had some good insight on that and i don't know if that's from him speaking at the mile high mastermind back in september or if that was him on the podcast last month it might have been both. We I don't know. Talked but about both. Ben, I don't ben Lavender, your favorite British mortgage broker <laughs> out of New York, uh, B-Lab. Madison Mortgage, I believe, is his company. So, yes. yeah, track, uh, for those of you watching or listening, uh, track down Ben Lavender and see what he's doing with his short format video work because it is damn impressive. A lot of fun. That British accent is killer. That's what we need. We need to buy accents. Right, everybody yeah. needs an accent like yeah. that. That's then really then we would have uh, a much better uh, play at it. But, <laughs> excuse me, yeah. So Ben is doing really good short format video work with the knowledge, the understanding that as we're scrolling almost mindlessly through our social, um, and we talked about that a little bit recently too, 
is that you've got to capture an audience's attention quick. It's like three seconds, I yeah. think. 2.6, yeah. something is, like it that. It is really fast. That's uh, that's about the time for a Formula One pit yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, and we learned websites. I mean, I know we're talking social media, but websites. Peter talked about this at Social Media Day last year. Your landing page on your website has seven seconds to catch somebody's attention before they're going to leave it. So yeah, our attention no span attention is so span. short. Oh, yeah. so short. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a gnat. That is Looney Tunes. All right. Yeah. Well, we're obviously not going to get Stacy back. Um, so that's really too bad because I love having her on the show. So let's get her booked for another show if she's willing. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll tell her, you know, don't uh, attempt to do it from the car. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. Now, hopefully she's okay. Um, and uh, we'll certainly uh, check in on her and make sure that she's alive and kicking. Um in any case, what's uh, what's our tail end of the show here? We actually took it out to our 30 yeah. minutes without, um, geez, without having talking a full-time guest. How weird. Right. All right. Well, we only have three more episodes this year. Wow. That's crazy. December wow. is on Thursday. And then season six. This is season five. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. December, December is this week. December is this week. Shut the front door. All right. Yeah. All right, well, why don't you take us home? All right, guys. If you want to find out more about Just the Tips, text TIPS to 63566. You will get a link to our website there, a link to book a free hour of coaching with Adam. Uh, You can get a copy of his book, Just the Tips. You can find our podcast on Spotify and Apple. Uh, Basically, all the things. If you want to be a guest on season seven of How I Met Your Mortgage, we are fully booked for season six. You can reach out to me through that text code. Uh, Again, that's text tips, T I P S, to 63566. And we'll see you guys again next week. Cool. Thanks, Jen. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, and thanks, Stacey. Yeah. Thanks, Stacey. We'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys.